This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 13th of June. In your Squiz Today charges over the Hunter Valley bus crash, Ukraine's counter-offensive kicks off, King's birthday honours for some notable Aussies, and some advice from Jennifer Coolidge. This is your Squiz Today. At least 10 people are dead after a bus that was carrying 35 wedding guests rolled at a roundabout just off the Hunter Expressway near Greta in the Hunter Valley. It happened late on Sunday night, Claire. Reports say that emergency services were called to the scene just after 11.30. Yeah, the New South Wales Acting Assistant Police Commissioner Tracy Chapman yesterday said that crews arriving at the scene were confronted by a very traumatic scene uh, and that the survivors had to be pulled through the front windshield of the bus. We don't exactly know what happened yet. The investigations are ongoing. But what police have said is that identifying what caused the crash will require scientific examination and that that's going to take some time. The site yesterday was declared a crime scene. Uh, The bodies were recovered and forensic experts have been trying to piece together what happened. Uh, What is known, though, is a link bus lines coach was transporting those guests from the Wandon Estate winery to Singleton, which is a town nearby. And that happened after the wedding of a local couple, Mitchell Gaffney and Maddie Edsell. Singleton's Mayor Sue Moore says she believes many of the victims are from the town and could be linked to the Singleton Roosters footy club where the groom plays. The names of the victims haven't been released yet, but authorities have confirmed that 25 people were taken to several hospitals, including one patient in critical condition. And New South Wales Health yesterday confirmed that 10 people had been discharged. Yeah, and as for the driver, police have confirmed that a 58-year-old Maitland man was taken to hospital for those mandatory tests that happen after a crash and that he was then arrested when he was back at the police station. Mm. He's been charged with 10 counts of dangerous driving occasioning death. That happened yesterday afternoon and he'll appear at the Cessnock local court today. Uh, As for putting some context to the scale of this tragedy, with the 10 deaths that have been confirmed, the crash is the equal seventh worst in Australia's history. Uh, And it's the worst loss of life in a single road incident since 1994. That happened when there was a big bus crash at Boondall in Queensland that killed 12 people. The tragedy prompted PM Anthony Albanese to speak yesterday, Claire. He said the mental scars of this will not go away. They are there forever and we need to make sure that when the spotlight leaves, the care doesn't. I know we've talked about this a time or two, Claire, but Ukraine's long-awaited spring counter-offensive has finally kicked off. 
Ukrainian forces say they've recaptured three small villages from the invading Russian forces. Those three settlements are all in the east of Ukraine. They've now been liberated from Russian occupation. That's according to videos on social media and also statements from senior Ukrainian military mm-hmm. leaders. Over the weekend, Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky declared that that counteroffensive has started. He says that counteroffensive and defensive actions are taking place. He also confirmed that the actions really are part of this big push to get Russia out. Out of the country. Independent analysts say that Ukraine's army has lost both tanks and troops in that push, though. And elsewhere, the collapse of the Novokhovka Dam is being investigated by the International Criminal Court. The death toll from the flooding there is now at 14. Former US President Donald Trump has another big legal date on his schedule this week. He's set to appear in a Miami courtroom over criminal charges. They're related to claims that he kept more than 100 classified documents in his possession after he left the White House. He's going to make that appearance while most of us are still tucked up in bed tomorrow morning. (laughs) Alice, you will be up, no doubt, but many of us won't. Um, To get into the specifics, he's up on 37 counts of violating the Espionage Act, of making false statements and of obstructing justice. Trump's accused of using very easily accessible areas of his Mar-a-Lago resort, which is in Florida. That includes spaces like a bathroom. Um, Not too sure exactly how (laughs) secure that was. And that stored papers that included details of America's nuclear secrets. So might be a bit of a storage issue gone wrong, but the legal experts say uh, that it's actually a very serious legal threat to Trump and his plan to regain the White House. Ahead of his court appearance, authorities say they're ramping up security in the area and monitoring online threats and gatherings of far-right groups. And Claire, you and Alex have recorded a quick squeeze shortcut on what's going on with this case and how it could play out this week. Just head over to Squeeze Shortcuts in your podcast app to find that fresh episode this morning. For those who are terrible at keeping track of which public holidays are when, I'm speaking for myself there, Claire, (laughs) we've just come out of the King's birthday long weekend and that means that some of the top Aussies have been awarded in the King's birthday honours list. Yep, we saw that list come out yesterday. Uh, Probably the most notable name is Barry Humphreys. He posthumously won a Companion of the Order of Australia, which is an AC. There are only six people who get an AC. One of them was... Amanda Bauer's mum. If you listen to our Squiz Kids podcast, you will know Amanda. Uh, her mum is Caroline Bauer, uh, and she's a professor who has done really great things in paediatric epidemiology, uh, also focusing on things like birth defects and early childhood development. So mm. we're claiming that one as part of the <laughs> Squiz family through Amanda into her mum. So congratulations to her. Um, also, some other big names like Tim Winton, he won an AO. Also, the former Matilda's vice captain, Moya Dodd, she won an AO for her contribution to women's soccer. That, of course, is very timely because it's ahead of the big Women's World Cup, which will kick off next month. If you'd like to scroll through the whole list while you have your coffee and ease back into the work week, I'll pop a link to it in the episode notes today. 
This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. Claire, I know you really got into the White Lotus and can't wait for the next season. Mm. One of the things I've enjoyed has been the resurgence of Jennifer Coolidge, and she's been in Australia with show creator and writer Mike White. Yeah, hasn't she turned into this cultural icon? <laughs> Wherever she goes, she gets so much attention these days. And she was at a bit of a fan get-together on the weekend in Sydney, and she was asked for her advice on a couple of very tricky life questions. Um, the first was how does she stay so vibrant and youthful, and her answer was just to be in pure denial. She said that's the way to keep going and be young, just forget that you're getting old. Um, She was also (laughs) asked about how she kept up her confidence because there were really quite a few years where she didn't have much going on in her career and she said that for her she made sure that she went and saw bad plays and movies and she said wherever you are in your career, just go and see the bad things people are doing. (laughs) Makes you feel better about your own abilities. I think there's something to be learned in that for all of us, Claire. (laughs) Squiz the day, Claire. PM Anthony Albanese and opposition leader Peter Dutton are set to address the 2023 State of the Nation conference this morning. It's put on by CEDA, which is the Committee for Economic Development of Australia. Yeah, that of course means that they're both in Canberra uh, and that's because Federal Parliament is back today for a couple of weeks. It's the final frantic session before they have their big long winter Mm. break. So there'll be a lot going on there for the next couple of weeks. And that wraps us up today. Have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. they do leak <laughs> a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when a, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers but the day before the budget and was it's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was yeah. able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is... A lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and, and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handed, handled in an appropriate, appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.